hello everybody who listens to podcasts i wish i had a better opening than for like this i think by now i would have like landed on something that could be used to open a podcast or something like you know at least have like a regular opening like you know like mm. how on uh like ed mcmahon would be like here's johnny and then is Jeff that is that a is that a show about three different men named ed mick and man Oh, which is the sequel to that show, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, that cartoon. Yeah, it's the sequel. Well, I I think it's actually more of a prequel, because I'm assuming that it was out of, like, the the 50s. Maybe. I was thinking that, like, one of the ads from Ed, Ed, and Eddie, like, moved out, and then moved in with a guy named Mick and a guy named Man. It's a child, though, right? (laughs) But, yeah, but, like... Maybe like uh, I, you could still move out. Like maybe. Um, yeah, like Billy Joel. Yeah. Well, we don't know their parents' names or anything like that. Like maybe like uh, there's a divorce and one of the ads went with one parent and then like they, she, or he, uh, depending on which parent it was, moved into a with a new family who had a kid named Mick and a kid named Man. And it was like a Brady Bunch situation. Hmm. So it was like the adventures of Ed Mick Man. Uh, but it'd be so that, that that's what you got your idea for your uh, for your intro, which is hello everyone that listens to podcasts. I wish I had a better intro. You'd think by now I would have thought about that at any point during my day, aside from when we're recording. You think, yeah, like because like uh, you know, people when they start podcasts, they'll have like you know like ways to introduce their beginner or whatever. Like yeah, like how serial opens uh, every episode with a happy birthday wish to <laughs> one particular fan who wrote in. Sarah Koenig will be like, "Hi, welcome to Serial, and happy birthday to Terrence, who lives in Skokie." Ooh, was it Terrence Howard? Oh, he's probably. It is. Skokie. Yeah, it's Terrence Howard from Skokie. <laughs> Remember when he had that rant about math or whatever? Uh, yeah. I mean, put him file him under uh, a case of celebrities that are like clearly like have lost their minds, yeah. but like no <laughs> one really wants to talk about it. Yeah, and like it's because like it's funny because like he was like the original um, prankster. Rhodes. <laughs> I feel like every time I say original, you say prankster. Prankster, baby. Because like la- I think it was our very last episode. We got we were talking about Dexter Hall and then how he was like a chemist and everything, and then uh, we're talking about all these musicians with their various mathematical degrees. But yeah, and we talked about how uh, I think it's Red Man who's the original prankster. He plays awesome. the pranks. I think he plays the prankster in the music video for that. That's all. Oh, maybe he does. I wonder if original prankster has its own Wikipedia original. I put an original PR. The first thing I came up with was original proof of Godel's completeness theorem. But number two, original prankster. <laughs> oh, by Shit. Offspring and Redman. Yeah, he does Hell yeah. vocals. Is he on? The, oh, he's on the song too. He's on the song. Music. Is he, yeah. He's the he's the original. He's like the the laugh the the lovable imp that's running around. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. The the subject of the song through its life point various pranks that appears being motivated by Redman, including apparently uh, the next as a child he slips his dog's feces into his father's sandwich. I mean, that's definitely one of like the least I would say aggressive pranks that someone could pay, play, which is uh, tricking someone into eating excrement. Yeah, that won't make anyone like violently ill. Yeah, and like that's like a. Real weird place to start. Yeah. Well, at the end of the video, lightning strikes the prankster and disintegrates him. I mean, this is really like uh, an update of like a Greek myth, isn't it? Uh, the prank, the prankster spirit yeah. that lives in, in in us all. Oedipus prank. 
don't. Yeah, it's about a it's about a it's about a child who forces his father to eat shit while he tries to have sex with his mother. And then he uh, gauges his eyes, gouges his eyes out as a bit. The song that as came a, out as a bit, yeah, yeah, just for like a bit. The Offspring single that came out before original Prankster was some song called "She's Got Issues." And I'm oh, that's off of Americana, right? I, perhaps. Uh, I, I worry with the, uh, the lyrics of the song when they're calling out his angsty victim-playing girlfriend. Mm, there's a lot of that in on Americana. I don't. I, I know that record better than the other one. I know Ixnay on the Ombres, a lot of mm. people's go-to Offspring record. I know Americana best, and like half of Americana is like about being like my girlfriend. Wow, she's just awful. She's like making up stuff all the time. Yeah, as singer Dexter Holland described. Today's everybody has issues and no one takes responsibility because their mother or their father drank too much or whatever. That's These are, I mean, what, what you can say about Dexter Holland, just a very sensitive, understanding man. Whoa, Zoe Deschanel's in the music video. Whoa, the new girl? Yeah, the new girl herself. Wow. She's got issues. She apparently had issues. Did you know that Zoe Deschanel was in an episode of Frasier as well? Maybe even multiple episodes of Frasier. Also, oh, do you uh, think that when Zoe Deschanel got the job for Frasier, her agent called her and goes, "Do you hear the blues call? <laughs> do you hear the blues call?" Well, it's fitting because apparently in the music video for "She's Got Issues," she wakes up and has fried eggs for breakfast, and then mm. in Frasier, she had tossed salad and scrambled eggs. <laughs> oh my gosh! Everyone's favorite combo. Indeed. But I was going to say something else about people. Also, uh, this is a Chris and Matt Skim Wikipedia, the podcast where the two of us, uh, sometimes we skim Wikipedia and we talk about stuff. It's kind of what we Mostly we right just now. talk about the offspring now. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes we just talk about nonsense and bullshit and we do our various segments that are kind of running their course because you can only do Castle Up of the Week so many times. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, and eventually, I'm going to think of another artist that's Supernatural by Santana, and then that will be over. But what I was going to say is, I was watching, uh, I've been still watching Third Rock from the Sun. Even also, though you watched the last episode already? Yeah, I didn't watch them all is, in order. Is, I, is uh, Third Rock from the Sun like one of those shows where they aired the, the final episode before they aired any other episode? One of those shows? <laughs> yeah, you know, like shows that air out of order. So shows that air out of order. But like I don't think they or they air the series finale before. Well, if you're if 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 you're me and you started watching uh, Steven Soderbergh's The Nick uh, uh, Xfinity and you start the show and you finish it and you say, "Wow, start what the a, clock! What, a, what, a, what an intense first episode that really sets it up for the rest of the series, huh?" And then you realize you watched the last episode of the first Ooh. season and not the first one. But yeah. if you start with the last episode first, it really just throws you in. Yeah, it does, no doubt. It's like uh, the very first episode of Seinfeld I saw was the series finale. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, wow, who are all these people and why do they matter? <laughs> yeah, and then you watch all the show and then you're like, wow, who are all these people and why do they matter? <laughs> There's yeah. a bunch of guests. Anyways. I mean, it really makes you ask the question when you're watching the last episode first. Who are what's, these people? What's the deal with all these people? <laughs> yeah, but I say is I was watching a um, third rock and uh, there's an actress like a... a like a young actress playing like a classmate of Tommy's who's played by Joseph Gordon-Levitt in the TV show. Uh, so this was like a Shirley Temple? It was Linda Cardellini. Oh. And I was like, that looks like Linda Lindsay Cardellini. Lindsay Weir herself. And then, yeah, she made 
she that was one of her very first appearances is 1997. She was already like 22 at the time or something, but you know, still playing teenagers. And uh, the very same year, she that was the year she made Good Burger as well, where she plays the um, girl in the insane asylum that uh, Ed, aka Kel, has a uh, affinity for. Mm-hmm. Oh, apparently, the single for She's Got Issues went to number 60 on Switzerland's uh, singles chart, which they call the Schweizer Hit Parade. Mm, the Schweizer Hit Parade. Yep. Indeed. I mean, yeah, so yeah, this is um, Chris and Matt's in Wikipedia. Uh, we mm-hmm. don't have a good opening, and then we just talk about stuff for a little while before we uh, do anything else. And then we sometimes we say who we are. I'm like, I'm Chris. I'm Matt. And uh, so that's, you know, the podcast. And uh, also, Matt just woke up, so it's going to be an interesting sort of situation here. Oh, it's going to be an interesting situation. (laughs) Folks, have you ever woken up before? (laughs) Uh, I was just listening prior to this, an episode of uh, Stop Podcasting Yourself, where they were having, uh, they had people wake themselves up in the middle of the night with an alarm and then call them to, like, you know, leave them a message or whatever. And it's supposed to people just be like really tired, be like, well, I'm going to go back to bed now. So the segment didn't really work out for them, but they gave mm. it a try. Were you, were you listening to that, that show and you were thinking, is this show just a message for me? Perhaps to go to bed, but no. I oh, I thought you were going to say uh, uh, to stop podcasting yourself. Ah, uh, I see what you're doing there. I'm looking at a, I'm gonna look at a random article on the Wikipedia here. A Lithuanian biathlete, he completed the men's sprint event at 2016 Winter Olympics. You don't think he did very well, but that's all the page says. I don't know why Karolis Zlatkowskis has his own page. Leitenshire, there's a stone. There's a picture of a stone. Carl uh, Gustav Hammersgold, a Swedish military officer and conservative politician. I'm looking at the page for Jonathan Dayton and Valerie Ferris. You might know them as a music video directors of Original Prankster. Oh. But they also uh, directed Tonight Tonight by the Smashing Ooh, Pumpkins. Ooh, that's a famous video. The extreme song More Than Words. They did a lot of big videos that's, in the 90s, yeah, for some sure. Big old, some big old videos. Lewis. Uh, they were offered a chance to direct The Mod Squad in 1999. Oh, wow. And this is kind of, actually kind of crazy. These are what th- uh, things they turned down: the Mod Squad and Bad Boys Two. Oh wow! They I would have assumed that Bad Boys was really like a pet project of Michael Bay. Indeed, uh, but yeah. maybe this was just like a little bit before. Well, he already had Armageddon, and he had the first Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. He was already pretty big at the time. Let's see what's going on with Michael Bay's. Yeah, do you remember the three people who starred in the Mod Squad movie that you're talking about? One of them is Giovanni Ribisi. That is correct. Th- is the uh, one of them Claire Danes? Yep, you got the lady. And then, do you remember the guy who played Link? Uh, I don't. He uh, Link is the African American character. If that helps at all. Hmm. Uh. He, the movie came out in 1999. I'm going to... Yes! Wow. <laughs> wow, I'm great at guessing who the three mod squad is. Yeah, Richard Jenkins is in the movie. Josh Brolin. Oh, the, the fourth, as, they, as the fifth Beatle. <laughs> I don't Richard know Jenkins. Ooh. I love Richard Jenkins. Yep, but uh, it says right here on the very same page, it says... 
Jonathan Dayton and Valiant Ferris were offered the chance to direct the film, but turned it down in order to concentrate on music videos instead. Good, uh, probably a good move for them. Yeah. Uh, although, like, yeah. I mean, it's hard to imagine them not going to Michael Bay first. He did, he already had Bad Boys, The Rock, Armageddon, Pearl Harbor. Like, that's like, he re- he was he was doing pretty well for himself. I've never seen Bad Boys 2, but I get the sense that it's very good, considering it's so obsessed over in Hot Fuzz. Yeah, I haven't saw, I haven't seen the original one either. Also, the Mod Squad movie, budget $50 million. box office, a little over $15 Bafo. million. No, not Bafo. <laughs> it made only a little In over the box million. office, Bafo. No, that, that, that's why that was the last time that any of those people started a movie. It also got has a... Um, Three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, mm. and apparently three other people who were considered for the part of Julie that was played by Claire Danes were Sarah Michelle Gellar, Mila Jovovich, and Melissa Joan Hart. Now I gotta see what that would have been a real turn for Melissa Joan Hart's career, instead of her like starting to like I guess like make various sort of like sitcoms nobody watched or like. Uh, okay, I'm really falling into the hole of. Uh, Michael Bay's Wikipedia. I'm gonna su- suggest a new segment that might only last this week, where right. you have to name every entry in the Transformers film series. Ooh, interesting. Okay, well, there's Transformers. Yes. Transformers: Rise of the Fallen. No, close though. Okay, Transformers. Well, Transformers: Age of Extinction. Yes. Transformers something it's something of the fallen, right? Revenge of the yes, Fallen? That's it, yeah. There's one more. Is it the there's, second is it the second movie? Or no, there's multiple there's, there's several more. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well there's Bumblebee, does that count? Yeah, that counts. Okay. Transformers two, two more. These are probably the hardest yeah. to remember existing. These are these might as well uh be Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean uh, on Stranger Tides. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. Okay. Um, Transformers. Machine. Machine Head colon better than the rest. <laughs> Green to red Machine Head. Um, uh, shit. Uh, ones, the one ones I'm missing is the second one, I think. No. Oh, I'm missing the third one then? Yes. The okay. third one and the fifth one. The fifth one is that the Mark Wahlberg one or is that? There's uh, there's two or three Mark Wahlberg ones. Two. Yeah, there's there's two Mark Wahlberg ones. Excuse me, that's crazy. Uh, I could have sworn fuck. there were three. Oh boy, Mark. Uh, something about a night. Yes. Oh, I don't think I'm gonna remember what it is. All right, do though. you want me to tell you what the two that you? Yeah, are? sure. Okay. Uh, the third film in the series is called Dark of the Moon. Dark of the Moon. And the fifth installment of the series is The Last Night. The Last Night. The Which, like, the, the, la- the last... The, the last... Yeah, based on the song. All, all of them, like, none of them really read as the title for a Transformers movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. you might as well, like, I, I get if, like, it was the second one was called, like, Robots in Disguise or, like, Decepticon Overkill or something like that. But, like, Age of Extinction could mean anything. Dark of the Moon means nothing. Yeah. Uh, I've been, I was looking at uh, Melissa Joan Hart's things, and she's mostly these days making 
like sort of lifetime original movie type things like uh and very christmasy ones too like she made a very merry toy store broadcasting christmas something called santa con uh a very nutty christmas uh christmas reservations she's also on a season of dancing with the stars where she made it to the sixth week Mm, it's been six weeks since uh, Melissa Joan Hart started on Dancing with the Stars. She made it through the waltz and the cha-cha and the jive and the samba and the Charleston and the Argentine tango and the group hustle dance. Mm. And uh, the, but the waltz mambo marathon week, she was eliminated. Ooh, she won a lot of young artist awards for her work on Clarissa Explains It All. And also for uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Mm. She won favorite movie actress at the 2000 Kids Choice Awards for the film. I mean, I'm just happy she didn't get slimed. She may have gotten slimed for all I know. She won favorite do, movie actress. Do winners for... typically get slimed or do they reserve that for the losers? <laughs> I think it happens to winner. I think it only happens to John Cena. I think it all these only is John Cena. Yeah, John Cena was uh, the prophesy- the prophesized child who will be <laughs> slimed. Yes, the uh, uh, the the slimed guy that was promised. I'm trying to think of uh, something. Like, what's there something like the prince who was promised or something? I don't know. I think that may be a Game of Thrones thing, but I didn't watch it. So I, don't I think that is a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah, but he's the slimed prince that was promised. Anyways, Melissa Joan Hart... She won it for the film Drive Me Crazy, a 1999 American teen romance. Oh, I love that movie. With Adrian Grenier and, and the Donnas. The, oh, really? The Donnas are in it. They play a band called The Electrocutes. Ooh, interesting. Who which was f- famously the name of the Donnas before the Donnas started. Hi, famously. welcome to Donnas. Welcome to <laughs> I Want to Get That Boy, the Donnas podcast. <laughs> And then, of course, they were called On a Friday. And then they're like, wait, that was Radiohead's original name, so they can't do that. On a Friday. Uh, yeah, On a Friday. It's also because of the name of a member of the Donna. Yeah, I think that's called, yeah, I think her name is Anna Friday. Yeah, Anna Friday. Let's see here. On this day, I'm on the Wikipedia. Oh, all the On this day stuff is like. Uh, uh, Anastasia. Anastasia, she's dead. <laughs> she's dead. It's all space stuff, because mm. like people are, are have been in outer space or whatever recently, or like they were in outer space back in the day, like you know, and now they're not back in space because they're well, a couple, well, at least one of them's dead. Neil now they're lost in space. Yeah, did you watch that movie with Matt LeBlanc back in the day? Mm, Matt LeBlanc, uh, Eddie, is that it? Was it George? No, Lost What's, in Space. Joe, Joe, and oh. the movies that you're thinking. Yeah, Ed. I okay, cool. The, I was talking about the Lost in Space. I did see the Lost in Space movie. I saw, I saw it in theaters. Me too. Thumbs yeah. up. Thumbs up, sure. Yeah, I don't remember but anything about it. All I remember is like there's like time travel and stuff, and also I remember like uh, Lacey Chabert and Heather Graham were in it, mm. and uh, uh, I think William Hurt was like the father or something. Uh, like, I, Gary Oldman, I play, think, plays the prof- the, do- the doctor. Gary Oldman plays yeah. Doctor. Gary Oldman. <laughs> doctor Smith. Who's played by, in the TV version they made for uh, Netflix, was played by Parker Posey. Really? That's fun. Yeah. Speaking of Parker Posey, I I rewatched Josie and the Pussycats recently. Still a fun movie. Uh, Great soundtrack, great movie. Yeah. Uh, Robbed at the Oscars that year. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, what was that year? Uh, The Beautiful Mind. (laughs) 
I think yeah, for two thousand. I think it came out two thousand one, which was the year for a beautiful mind one. I mean, we can all agree at this point in history that Josie the Buscat's so much better film than oh, Beautiful yeah, Mind, right? Oh yeah, not even a <laughs> like a Beautiful Mind, like straight up fucking sucks. Yeah, but Josie the Buscat's is definitely a better movie, and like uh, I think Jennifer Connelly may have won a supporting actress for her work in uh, a Beautiful Mind, but I say give it to Parker Posey for her work in Josie and the Pussycats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, funny. Give it to Breck and Meyer for his work in Just the Pussycats. <laughs> yeah, give reward all the members of Dujour. Sure. Wouldn't give, it be good? Wouldn't it be good for society if Breck and Meyer had an Oscar? It'd be great for that or for Clueless. Yeah, it's just yeah. Academy Award winner Breck and Meyer for Road yeah, for, Trip for being Seth Green's friend. <laughs> <laughs> For having the name Brecken. Yeah, there's that once, but there's that once. Everybody loves Clueless, but there's that one scene in Clueless. I mean, everybody loves Raymond, everybody loves <laughs> Clueless, and everybody hates Chris. Yeah, but there's that one scene where a bunch of those fucking teenagers are sitting on, like, a countertop, and they're just, like, leaning, like, back and forth, like, you know, in, like, unison together. And that scene makes me more unhappy than any scene in any movie ever. I don't know why. I just hate it so much. It just grates on me and just like is Wait, so. What did you say? The Which scene, the scene in Clueless, oh, when they're yeah. like all sitting like on this like countertop at the party, and they're like yeah. leaning back and forth like in the rolling. The rolling with the homies. Yeah, around that part, it's just like the most aggravating thing I've ever seen in a movie. I hate that scene so much. It's so Wait, unpleasant. Why? I don't know why. Something about it though. Just, <laughs> just like friends having fun so having much. friends having fun at a party. Just Something like really about it is it. just so aggravating and unpleasant to me and just like so revolting on like a visceral level I can't even explain. It just I feel so much like like displeasure and like it makes me like sad almost like how unpleasant it is. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like it's like depressing and like revolting and like I just the movie's like a good movie but that's for whatever reason that part of that movie I gotta give it the uh, GTFO of the week that one scene clueless overall uh, G for them yeah good for them but that one scene get the fuck out uh, also Donald wow. Faison another member of Du Jour who's in uh, mm, clueless set your set your to stun <laughs> yeah. do you think anyone's ever said that before. Um, maybe, but like it's not like you know so obvious that it, it had to have been said at some point. I but, mean, uh, I think it had to have been said. I hope that when Donald Faison went to his first meeting for Scrubs, uh, what's his face? Zach Braff shows and said, "Hey, you're very attractive. Set your set your Faison's to stunning." Yeah, oh yeah, that's even better. It's like a a bit better than if it had Shara Chalk saying it because that would have felt like he was being harassed. Mm. Like uh okay, like wait, uh, what? Harris? <laughs> yeah, Harris <laughs> Whittles. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Just black, back away from you talking about Harris Whittles again. <laughs> was that on this podcast or was that on the other podcast? Uh, what were we talking about? Oh yeah. Uh, so you brought up uh, our segment GFT or GTFO. Yeah. It's funny how I can never remember what the acronym for good for them is. <laughs> it's same thing as the B. I always want to say GTW. Yeah, good the way. <laughs> yeah, it's like good the win. Like, you know, it's for the win, but silly. Mm. Tweaked or whatever. But yeah. G dubs. Yeah, B dubs, I say. Okay. Uh, so we could, I guess we could move into our other uh, yeah. our other uh, segments, uh, Canceled yeah. Muppet of the Week. Yeah, I'm just looking at uh, Muppets. Ah, who's a Muppet? Mm, Have we. Uh... 
I'm looking at Muppet Vision 3D, the thing that they had at uh, Disney Hollywood Studios. Ooh, I used to love that. Yeah, with all these characters. All those impression of personal... Who's Roy and Max? Who's... Walt, well, Raul will see graphics, the, like, the main sort of like random guy that uh, is like the new sort of thing for the thing. I think Roy uh, might be a character that you meet in that in that hmm, possibly i think that's what waldo c graphic is yeah the show reintroduces waldo c graphic the world's mm. first computer generated muppet who first appeared in the jim henson hour oh interesting waldo c graphic let's just cancel him i'm sick of this segment <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure why not? so much i have to like find so, so many dumb muppets sure we'll cancel this muppet that's named mulch Who's a, a <laughs> I like mom. hey, I like mulch. All right, we'll cancel Afghan Hound. Okay, <laughs> I know that's all the character's name is. Is performed by four different people, <laughs> and, and Afghan Hound, who first appeared in episode two fourteen of the Muppet Show. I guess it's just a dog, so we're just gonna cancel a dog. Okay. Uh, or Big Mean Carl, a shaggy horned monster who enjoys consuming objects, other Muppets, normal animals, and very rarely even humans. What about Bean Bunny? Bean, I feel like, uh, has, like, you know, uh, you know, is very harmless. It's a, a uh, you know, Bean Bunny's a total cuck. So, that thing that can totally said, I don't think so. That was, like, the thing that was, like, a thing that was, like, popular to, like, you know, well, for, like, actual, like, douchebags to actually say, and then, like, for uh, people to actually say. But I think it yeah. became unpopular for both the arch people, like saying it ironically, and the actual like you know. It's not a great. It's not a great term. It's got some strange racial implications to yeah, it. Yeah, people started and... saying that. I feel like that was like <laughs> a little bit of a stretch to try and make it more problematic. Like I mean, it's. To... A, I think it might be a pretty problematic. I. You know what? Well, here's here's to avoid being a canceled muppet of the week. Generally speaking, if someone's like, "That's a problematic statement," I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> Possibly, but I I like I saw Did you that say pasta be? Yeah, <laughs> I wish there was a Muppet in pasta be. I would cancel it so fast. Yeah, what about a uh, what about a movie called Muppet Impossible? Yeah, and like they start. It's like, like Mission Impossible, but yeah. it's about a, a Muppet eating pasta. That's all it's about. It's a Muppet eating pasta. <laughs> yeah, it's about a uh, uh, Waldo C graphic eating, eating pasta. pasta. And it's like, oh, look at me, I'm eating pasta, yum, 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 tortellini, mm-hmm. yes, please. Do you think the Swedish chef made it? Probably not, he's Swedish. Yeah, no, I, I, they probably don't make but I'm sure there's something pasta-related. I'm going to look up Swedish pasta dishes on Wikipedia, and then... So, yeah, we'll cancel one of these. We'll cancel pasta B. <laughs> pasta B, which is, I guess, a bee that loves pasta, Swedish cuisine... I'm going to look at Swedish cuisine. Let's see. Main courses. Yellow pea soup, dumplings, dumplings, fish balls, thick pancake, herring, casserole, more dumplings. They have a lot of dumplings. Hash, potato pancakes, pork with onions, sauce and potatoes, and um, fermented bullshit, seafood, dessert, rice pudding. They don't seem to have a pasta dish. In the, they have a lot of dumplings, which are like pasta, but different. Mm. Swedish pancakes. All right, so am I going to do this bullshit where I try and guess the... Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't even want to do this one anymore. <laughs> give, me some good, give me a good clue then, and then... 
Okay, I'll give you a good clue. Um, Mandy Moore. That's a terrible guess. It's legitimately the worst guess. Uh, I saw the word candy on the Swedish cuisine page. Okay, I, I, I think you only have to name one more, right? I yeah, feel like only I'm, one more. Any one of these, I mean, it's really going to give it away. Oh, oh, Anthony Kiedis. No. I think I already guessed that. Would, I, that was not it. That was not even. That was not a. That was not a, a clue. Oh. Because you, yeah, you would have said this guy. He used to wear a sock on his penis all the time. Uh, all right. I'll. I, I don't want to. Um, I don't want to give it away too much. But this group is infamous for rescuing a particular time of the day. Oh, Eagle Eye Cherry. This, Wow, yeah. Did <laughs> <laughs> Terry Eagle Eye Cherry was on there? Were they a band? Uh, they, like a they were, they, it says, uh, track 10, Wishing It Was, featuring Eagle Eye Cherry. Now, this is one that I tried to get you, uh, I, I tried to get you to guess a couple of weeks ago because it was produced by the Dust Brothers. Oh, the Dust Brothers. I forget what my clue for you for that was, but it's a pretty famous producer. Yeah, but that's not like the rapping person that like uh, I was. No, get. did you guess? Did you guess them all yet? Because I can tell you that it is, is now. Give me another clue for them. Okay, give me this, like any good. This clue. particular person will uh, be away until a specific month. <laughs> Why, Clef Jean? Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's. I don't think of him as a rapper, but I guess he is. I don't either. Uh, but I, the Fugees are like a, a rap group for sure. Yeah, and he like rap sometimes. He's just. He. I was trying to think of like he was like kind of like around in a lot of like rap videos at the time because he was like producing and he would just like pop up. Oh. Anyway, yeah. do you want me to tell you who? Uh, what the the name of the the uh, the guest on Maria Maria? Is? Please. Okay, Maria Maria featuring sincere, and. And you, the, the money harm as the product G and B. What does that even mean? Exactly. The, well, okay, so I was also confused. So the product G and B was a duo made up of David McRae as Sincere Gubano and Marvin Moore Howe, also known as Money Harm. Mm-hmm. They were associated with the, they were associated with the Fugees, the uh, Wyclef Jean's uh, Fuji refugee camp. Uh, they do le- they do vocals on Ghetto Superstar album. Oh, I mean, uh, Praz's Ghetto Superstar. So I don't think it's like they're on Ghetto Superstar, uh, like the song, which is all I know from that record. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I thought you would never guess yeah, this one. Yeah, I'm, uh, uh, I'm looking at. And then the, I give you some bad hits, but like I don't know. I'm looking yeah. at the Supernatural page now. I can finally look at it. Yeah, Lauren Hill. I could have possibly gotten, and then eventually I could have probably gotten Everlast. I never would have guessed Everlast in a million years, but like I could have gotten it through a clue. But I was not going to get like uh, the Project G and B or this Mana person. Who's on yeah. the song Corazon Espinado. You know, a couple weeks ago when I called Wyclef a rapper, I was like. He's not really a rapper, but like, what does he do? I um, he has that one song with The Rock. Yeah, okay, but like, I'm just like, I can't like, yeah, I, I can't like really pin down what he does. A musician that sort of seems like he does a little bit of sort of reggae-ish everything, sort of yeah. Stuff but I can't R&B. think of like a, I can't really think of like a reggae or an R and B song that he's on. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know much about Wyclef. Yeah, That's what I'm like trying to say. Random, but, but he's definitely a, he's definitely present. Oh yeah, he's definitely a big time <laughs> name. Also, 
that last song on this album with Eric Clapton, the callings, 12 minutes long. I can't imagine how yeah, unbearable uh, yeah, it's got to be. Well, here's the thing about the calling. Yes. It's actually, it ends at 7 minutes and 48 seconds because there's a secret track uh, that starts at 8 minutes. Ah, uh, just make you wait a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Well, they make you wait a couple seconds. Yeah. They make you wait exactly 12 seconds. Indeed. Oh, there's a bunch of other various musicians that... Jose Quintana, Eagle-Eyed Cherry. Let me see how many people are in Eagle-Eyed Cherry. If it's like a person or like a... Oh, it's just a person. Uh, his name... Oh, apparently his name is literally Eagle-Eyed Lanou Cherry. He changed his name. Possibly. He's of Choctaw descent. The son of American jazz artist Don Cherry and Swedish painter textile artist Monica Cherry. Uh, let's see, other half siblings. You have half brother of singer Nana Cherry, Buffalo Stance. So his last name is actually Cherry. His last name's actually Cherry. And his first name is actually Eagle Eye. Yeah. Wow. This is a shocking development about Eagle yeah. Eye Cherry. I thought it was a band. I also thought it was a band. And related to Nana Cherry, aka Nana Marianne Carlson of uh, fame somewhere. I've, is that the person? Who's, isn't, isn't Don Cherry the. Is that what Green Book is about? Don no Don Cherry is the Canadian. Is, is he a jazz musician? Uh, th- yeah, there's a jazz musician, but Don Cherry is not that person. I don't think. Uh, Don Cherry is um, the name of a famous um, collar like a commentator for hockey in Canada. He's like very mm. boisterous. He's like I. No, it says here Cherry was born on May seventh, nineteen sixty eight. The son of American jazz artist Don yeah. Cherry. Don Shirley is the guy from Green Book, but oh, there's another Don okay. Cherry who is Man, like I'm an idiot, a, a Canadian icon. Like when they did like the hundred great, they did like a greatest Canadians of all time thing. Like Don Cherry was like one of them. He was like a hockey coach. Like he was very elaborate. Um, like jet suit jackets that are like crazy, and like he used to do like these like. VHSs that like you know like oh here's some great uh, fights and here's some great goals and like I'm like a he's like but he's also like a super sort of like right wing asshole like he hates like European players being in the NHL and he does he like he only likes like what he calls good Canadian boys and so he's like a he's like okay. a real like awful shitty guy but like he's been on TV in Canada for like decades and like you know. He's like a Canadian institution, even though we got a cut. Co- we got a couple of those here in the states. Yeah, yeah, but like, yeah, he's like like a sports like icon, but like he's also like a, an asshole and like a a douchebag who's like, oh yeah, you can't like win with the European players because like you know they don't you know they're not like these good Canadian boys that play tough and like play hard and like you know like the Europeans are all soft and like yeah. you know. I feel like <laughs> it is it is it is funny that someone's being like uh, very dismissive of European of Europeans. <laughs> Yeah, good old. That still rarely yeah, happens. That's the magic of Don Cherry. Don Eagle Eye. The Cherry. magic of Don Cherry. He finds people that no one's being discriminatory against, and then discriminates against them. Yeah, indeed. John Terry, Don Cherry, get the fuck out. Yeah, GTFO, GTFO. John Cherry, John, 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 Don, John, Don Cherry, John Juan Demarco. All right. Well, that's probably enough for this episode. We've. Probably sure. close the door on maybe a couple segments at this point, because uh, I've done all my supernatural guessing, and I don't know if we're going to be canceling any more Muppets, because that seems... Yeah, we would cancel Don Cherry. Yeah, but he's not a Muppet, unfortunately. If only he was a Muppet. Yeah. It's more of a Muppet. Yeah. Not really. He's, he's just like a... Someday he'll be dead, but he's been on TV forever. 
someday he'll be dead. It's weird he hasn't retired yet or anything like that. He was like, he's just, he's literally like my entire life he's been like doing like commentary during Hockey Night in Canada and he's still got his segment Coach's Corner co-hosted by Ron McClain. I think at least. I haven't watched in a long time. I don't have access to... I think this is this is what that propaganda song is about. Uh, perhaps. Uh, so uh, thank you to Gabber Media, our network of podcasts. You listen to their other podcasts. And find us where you find podcasts. Leave reviews where you leave reviews. Subscribe where you subscribe. So you can have more of Chris and Matt skimming Wikipedia coming up with segments, getting tired of them of them after a few episodes, and then having to think of something new to do in the future. We'll have to have new segments involving Wikipedia. But, uh, so yeah, that's it uh, for this episode of uh, Chris and Matt's Game Wikipedia. I have been Chris. I've been Matt. And much as how I don't have a normal introduction, I don't have a normal uh closing either so i don't know what to say other than uh see you next time on the internet